What's going on, all my podcasters? See Jizzle and the motherfucking Wizzle, or should I say Dr. Jizzle? <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious if that was my real name, Dr. Jizzle? <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> tonight drinking just a tall can or a tall bottle of Heineken. Hmm. Trying to keep it at a minimum. Shouldn't even really be drinking anyways. Um, anywho, last podcast, I think it was a day or two ago, I had talked about how, I think it was last night actually, uh, I talked about how I broke down and bought a pack of cigarettes, but I didn't smoke the whole pack, you know, I felt kind of guilty buying that pack, but like I said, whenever I'm drinking, man, and, uh, so after I get done with this pack, I'm not going to buy another one. I've even thought about saving the rest of them for a rainy day, honestly. Uh, but anyways, before we get started on any of the exciting fun shit, um, uh, I have to say that I'm very, um, shocked, I guess, about this trial that I've been doing. Uh, with the apple cider vinegar. Now, apple cider vinegar seems to do okay if you're using it twice a day or more. Uh, and, and you find out things along the way. Uh, whenever you weren't really planning on it, or just when you thought that you knew all the answers, you figure out something else. Um... Anywho, I found out a lot of things just over these past couple weeks. Um, I learned a lot about bacterial growth. Um, I learned that apple cider vinegar kills two dozen different types of bacteria. Uh, even uh, MRSA resistant strains uh, it even helps with uh, well I'm pretty sure it kills off the bacteria that's responsible for necrotizing fasciitis which is a skin eating uh, bacteria very ugly very hard to kill off unless you have apple cider vinegar bleach works too but the thing about bleach is it kills off all the good bacteria as well so that's why I had to stop using it. It's kind of like a last resort for if it does get any worse. That's what I was doing was soaking in bleach. Uh, but like I said, you have to have good bacteria. And at first, it, like I said, it's good to get to soak into your skin, to clean all the debris out and everything of the actual wound. Uh, it's good to get down to a base level, but after you're done with that bleach, you need to start promoting good bacteria growth. And that might take two to three days after using that bleach. So, uh, anywho, I also found out that uh, you shouldn't be using Neosporin as an antibiotic. Uh, they've got other 
antibiotics that work or uh, topical petroleum based uh, products I guess you could say um, reason why you don't want to use Neosporin is again it kills off all the bacteria good bad everything and I've been using that for like the past week and I've been wondering give or take a week it's I'm not really counting the days but it's been close to a week anywho I think it'll be a week like this Thursday or I don't know but anywho not only does it kill off the good bacteria but Neosporin after using it for a week you can uh, get a you can catch allergic reaction to your skin and it looks kind of like a chemical burn it's all red and inflamed uh, the wound doesn't really want to heal right uh, and that's kind of what I've been running into on, on this wound so um, I've been using apple cider vinegar uh, probably for the past three or four days I've been really using it and um, uh, but the downside to that was I was putting Neosporin over the top and it was killing off all the good bacteria that I just put on there um, at the beginning stages of the healing process it looked like it wanted to heal up but I didn't want it to close up because it still had some nastiness underneath of it and I knew once it closed up it would probably become infected again and I'd have to scrub it back open so uh, Tonight is the first night that I'm going to try going without using any antibiotic ointment, keeping it covered. Tomorrow when I wake up, I'll look and see what progress I've made. If it's for the better or the worse. Um, but it, my skin was looking very, very good yesterday and the day before. It was kind of pink instead of being like a red color. And... Um, no, I don't think that the infection's coming back. Um, I just think that my skin has been very irritated from cleaning it. I've been going back and forth. I've been getting good bacteria on it, and then I've been killing it off. And then I've been getting good bacteria on it, and then I've been killing it off. And I think my skin is kind of letting me know that, you know. They say that once you uh, what they really say is the first day you should use hydrogen peroxide or you can use hydrogen peroxide instead of apple cider vinegar but they say that after the first day you're not allowed to use hydrogen peroxide anymore you can only use it once for that reason because it'll just restart the whole process and it'll kill off all the good skin so once you get um a layer of skin over that uh, that open wound uh, then you can just kind of softly start cleaning around the wound but again you want to make sure you have good bacteria to eat away all that bad bacteria <clears throat> 
they say one day you're supposed to leave it open without a bandage on it, the next day you're supposed to put a bandage on it. Um, I'm not going to leave mine open for now. I'm going to keep it covered with a bandage. And I've been having pretty good luck with that, so... I haven't gotten any fevers yet. I haven't gotten any red streaks coming from the site um, that would indicate uh, becoming septic or becoming infected again. Uh, but you would know. You would definitely know. It's the wound site would be red, painful, swollen. Uh, you you would know. You feel like total shit. So. Haven't had that problem yet, and it's it's making progress. It's all the stuff that was under that first layer of skin is slowly coming out. Uh, I notice when I change my bandages, it's got a little bit of a, a uh, dried blood color on the bandage, and a little bit of a neosporin discoloration on the bandage. So I know that all that nastiness is seeping out, uh, and I did drain the site before I started this process, but you're still going to have some tissue around the edges, and especially if you had a good size hole, if you had a wound that was a good size hole, like a bullet wound or something, around the edges, you're going to have irritation, skin cells are going to be trying to build up around it. Um, and I've been basically just trying to debride that and, and keep it clean, but long story short, I'm going to just try and be a little bit more gentle on it. I'm still going to keep cleaning it with apple cider vinegar, but instead of scrubbing the new skin that's coming in off, I'm going to gently kind of clean around it. Um still continue to soak it so they say it could take up to two whole weeks to use this method so we're gonna see but it's definitely gotten a lot better than what it was but it's not gotten good enough to where I'm not gonna worry about it yet so um, tonight was a fun night so far. It's already 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, I got a very late start to this podcast. I had to... <laughs> not only did I have to play Dr. Clayton for about 45 minutes um, with this apple cider soak, but anyways, once I got home, I rode all the way home and I realized I didn't have my weed. Checked on my pockets where I usually keep it. Checked my book bag. And I'm like, motherfucker. It's nowhere to be found. And I thought to myself, oh, well, I'll just leave it till tomorrow. And it'll still be sitting there tomorrow. But I didn't want to risk it. Because it was just chilling in the uh, work shed. Out back. And if for some reason somebody went in there to find cups or lids or something... They would have seen it, they probably would have stole it and said, oh, I haven't seen it anywhere. So, I had to get back out in the cold, 
and it's supposed to get down to about 28 degrees here uh, tonight but uh had to get back out in the cold and ride all the way back to work and ride all the way back home and um, yeah I just got done with taking care of my wound um, and yeah I haven't, I haven't had time to do shit I ended up getting a couple Jimmy John subs um, today from work because I didn't get up early enough to go get some groceries before I went to work so I said well I gotta eat something tonight and you know the sandwiches that I can get from my job are bullshit they have hardly no meat on it hardly any cheese they don't have any lettuce or tomatoes nothing just meat and cheese and like the whole sub sandwich uh, weighs about like five and a half ounces and it's like six bucks and um, I had ordered Jimmy John sub for like 750 I think they start out at um, the other one I added some meat to it so it was like nine something but then I ended up getting a free uh, Little John, I guess, from Jimmy John's. That's where I ended up ordering it from instead of getting it from work. If I would have bought it from work, I would have got two sandwiches. It would have costed me uh, about 12 bucks, maybe. Maybe a little bit more. And for 14 bucks. For a couple more dollars, I can get a Jimmy John sub, plus the delivery fee for like four bucks. But anyways, I'm like, I'm just thinking the whole time that everybody that goes to my store is getting ripped off, you know. And I'm there's been a lot of nights where I haven't had anything to eat, and I just end up buying a few sandwiches from there. And over the course of time, over the course of months or years, that shit adds up. And so I got three sandwiches, basically for the same price that I was going to get two piece of shit sandwiches. And um, I'm really excited to shove my face with those Jimmy John subs. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it seems like it's been a while. <laughs> but, um... So yeah, um, we are going to talk a little bit about <clears throat> self-discipline, and a lot of people uh, have to deal with self-discipline in many different ways, whether it's uh, dieting and working out, or whether it's quitting cigarettes, um, or whether it's eating sweets or junk food, um, there's many different things that you have to have self-control over, and, uh, you know, uh, 
I'm just going to use working out as an example, eating right and working out, because uh, it probably covers the most of my listeners, uh, but I've known people that have been trying to put on more muscle, um, I've known people that have been trying to lose more fat, um, I've known people that just want to start eating healthier, and they all say the same thing. They all say it's hard, and it really is. It's not going to be fun. Um, but as long as you allow yourself a cheat day, one cheat day, or maybe even two cheat days a week, as long as you stick to that, you should be good. And sometimes you're going to slip up. Sometimes uh, you're going to give in and you're going to get a Big Mac from McDonald's. And, you know, uh, my advice to people is don't get discouraged. Uh, If you do slip up, just dust yourself off and try again. It's going to probably take numerous attempts to actually uh, see it through. And basically, uh, it you know, uh, here lately with me, for example, uh, with beer, you know, it was very hard for that whole week to quit smoking and quit drinking beer. And I just had to tell myself that you can't. You just can't. You know, I was taking antibiotics then, and I was there's just no other option. You can't. And now with cigarettes, I could still smoke cigarettes while I was taking that medicine, but um, I still, in the back of my mind, said, you should, you know, you really shouldn't. You should take advantage of this time. You should stick to it, and um, don't give in. And a little part in your mind is going to always say, just give in, just give in. You know you want that fucking burger, or you know you want a beer. A fucking pack of cigarettes sounds real nice right about now. (laughs) And uh, I slipped up and I bought a pack of cigarettes. You know, and like I said, you're going to have slip-ups. But at least if you can recognize it and fix it, and try over again, you're going to recognize next time around when you're, when you're ready to slip up again. And, and you have to be the adult. You have to. It's like, it's like a six-year-old that wants to eat chocolate before dinner. You have to be the adult and say, no, you're not going to fucking eat chocolate. <laughs> and it's the same thing with cravings. You don't need it. You want it. And, uh, um, with working out, for example, people have their own routine. Uh, they might not be seeing the results that they want. They want to know why. They want to know what they can do to see more results. And if you want more muscle or you want to lose more fat, then you got to put in the work. Regardless, and um, 
I know that from back in the day when I was running on the treadmill, you have to run, I don't even, I don't even remember, I think it was about like an hour, hour and a half to burn off 300 to 500 calories. Um, it was exhausting, it was extensive, and at the end of the workout session, you really haven't done your body any good. You've worn yourself down by running for an hour and a half. You haven't burnt any fucking fat hardly. For people that are on a 2,000 calorie diet, uh, men should be on a 2,500 calorie diet, but for those kind of people, you're taking in 2,000 calories and you're only burning off 500. That, that's not, you know, and I've always said that um, running on a treadmill isn't ideal. I know a lot of people think that's the best cardio to do for your heart, but I've, al I've always said that swimming, bicycling, doing the rowing machine are all great forms of cardio, and it doesn't wear you down as much. So there's going to be certain things that you think are going to work. You're going to try them, and you're going to realize that this isn't really showing me the results that I want. So you're going to have to switch it up. You're going to have to change it. Because obviously what you've been doing hasn't been working. And, um, you know, uh, I don't really drive a, I don't drive a car. So I usually go a particular way to get to work and a particular way to get home. I'm not off exploring and gallivanting around the whole city but if I did if I had a car it would be a lot more easier for me to drive by and say oh look McDonald's you know let's just stop here and get in uh, a Big Mac or a quarter pounder on the way to work but I can't do that right now since I ride a bicycle so maybe certain people could do that and uh, it would keep them in shape, and it would prevent them from buying fast food, more than likely. You're still going to get cravings. I get cravings all the time. I get sugar cravings all the time. But instead of going into the fucking kitchen and eating a candy bar or some snack cakes, for example, eat an apple. You know, the skin is healthy, it's got good fiber in it, it's uh, going to keep your blood sugars uh, pretty steady over the course of so many hours. Eat a couple apples, hell, you know, eat some yogurt with it. Um, you get in a snacky mood, eat pretzels instead of potato chips. My fucking weakness is potato chips. And I haven't been hardly eating potato chips at all. I think I bought like one bag of Cheetos in the past couple weeks. Uh, maybe another bag of chips, but the point is, I really love chips and I think about them all the time. But am I going to just sit there and eat a whole bag of chips every night? No. Get some pretzels. And it seems like when you do eat pretzels, it makes you more full anyways. Um, it's got a better fiber content. 
It's not packed with so much sodium compared to potato chips. It doesn't have the oils and fats like potato chips do. Um, eat a cheese sandwich. Hell, eat a fucking turkey sandwich. Turkey and cheese sandwich. Go in the fridge, make you a turkey and cheese sandwich. Um, but there are ways around, uh, you know, your inner conscience is a bitch. It really is. And I say that because whenever I was, in the past, whenever I tried quitting smoking, it's been so difficult. It's been really, really difficult to quit smoking. And usually it would, you know, I work around cigarettes all day. I work around people that smoke cigarettes and I have to smell them. When I go over to my mother's house, she smokes cigarettes. I have to smell them. And it's so easy for me to be able to go up to the gas station and say, give me a pack of cigarettes. And voila, I've got them. But it takes a whole new individual, a stronger person to be able to say, I'm not going to do that. And it's the same thing with eating right, too. Eat fucking salads. You can eat salads until your eyeballs turn green. You're not going to gain any weight. You're going to stay full. It's going to probably make you a little bit more regular. Um, yeah, there's no such thing as eating too many salads. You can eat Twizzlers. They're fat-free. You can eat as many Twizzlers as you fucking want pretty much. Um, the thing about it, though, is sugar is also turned to fat. If you're drinking any soda, cut it out right now. It's not doing you any fucking good. It has no nutritional value. And those kind of sugars are terrible for you, honestly. Um... But really, uh, when you talk about self-obedience or self-control, only you are going to be able to know what that's going to look like. Only you are going to be able to know how to truly do it. Because I can sit here and tell you all the, all the secrets on how to cut back on this or how to stop doing that. But unless you have the willpower... You're not going to fucking quit. You're just going to keep doing it. And that was something that my grandfather, I never really met him. My dad's grandfather uh, died whenever I was probably four. I mean, I did, I have met him, but I don't remember uh, a lot about him. So back when he was quitting cigarettes, he used to take a shot of honey and uh, honey and vinegar, I do believe. I'm not sure if it was for the pain that he was in at the end of the day. But I was told that it was to quit cigarettes. But he also had said that somebody had asked him, how did he quit? How did he quit cigarettes? And he said, willpower. Because if you don't have the strength to say no, if you don't have the strength to quit doing what you're doing, then you're going to be doing it a week from now. 
you have to tell yourself no. There's been many times when I've wanted to go out and blow money on weed. I've had the money, and then I start thinking like an adult, and I say, well, you've got this to buy, you've got that to buy, and you really shouldn't right now. You should really spend that on groceries and making sure that everything's paid and before you go indulging yourself. And it works. I don't I don't just go out and blow all my money on weed. Because I have to do it. I have to do it that way. There's no other option. If, if my bills aren't paid and my I don't have any groceries, then I'm fucked. And it's the same thing with eating. If you're not doing it right, then you're just fucking yourself. And it's it is very, very, very hard. Because after so many weeks of of not eating those things, you feel like you're starving yourself. Because your body is just craving it so much. Um, tonight, when I ordered Jimmy John's, I could order pizza. But eating a whole pizza is a lot less healthy than eating a couple Jimmy John subs. Um, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I do believe that. <laughs> um, slowing down on drinking beer. Because when you drink beer, it turns to sugar. Sugar turns to fat. You have to limit how much sugars you're taking in. That's why I've been buying Michelob Ultra, because they've got like, what, 2.6 carbs in it? A Bud Light bottle has 7.5 carbs in it. You could drink two or three of those Michelobes. Yeah, you could drink three Michelobes, and it'd have the same amount as one Bud Light in carbs. So, you know... I've had people make fun of me before, and they're like, what are you doing drinking Michelob, you know? And I don't really care what people think. It's what I drink. It's healthier for me. I really don't care. Um, start buying sunflower seeds. Pumpkin seeds. I like pumpkin seeds. Um, start buying pistachios and almonds. I know those are very expensive. But if you're buying them in bulk or if you're buying them from the right places, they're not too bad here and there. Um, start buying flaxseed and mixing that in with your pancakes. I know some people that, I know a, a vegetarian right now that does that and he gets his protein. He uses a high protein wheat flour mix and then he uses the flaxseed oil which gives him more protein. And then he puts in chocolate chips and sliced bananas in his pancakes. And one time that he let me try that, it was fucking bomb. Chickpeas. You can snack on, uh, they've got roasted chickpeas, they're crunchy. Kind of like corn nuts or something. Perfect to snack on. 
I like to get the uh, hot chili kind, but High V is like my favorite store because they got their own organic section. You don't have to go around the store searching for this, searching for that. It's all in one spot. So when you go to Walmart and you're trying to shop healthy, good luck. Because they've got all the healthy stuff mixed in with all the fucking processed shit. Um, and I was told by a doctor that if you want to start eating healthy, just um, shop around the outside of the grocery store for food. Don't go into the cooler section or the fucking canned food aisle or anything like that. Start at the produce and the vegetables and shit. Get a rotisserie chicken for the night and instead of uh, getting pizza rolls. You know, I mean... And it's all shit that people know. We all know that we shouldn't be eating that garbage. We all know we shouldn't be eating Cheetos and pizza rolls and Hot Pockets and all that bullshit, but we still do. And why? Because it's easy and it's right there in our face. We can literally go home, pop it in the microwave for two minutes and, you know, and that's really the downfall of me is not having time to really cook anything. But if you get Ziploc bags and you prep things the night before, like let's say you want to make stir-fry tomorrow. Um, so you take your green peppers, your red peppers, green peppers, yellow peppers, all the good peppers. You put some sliced mushrooms in there. Well, no, you can't freeze mushrooms, but, you know, just put some, some onions in there with it. Put some, uh, some cubed up, uh, steak. You can kind of sear it in the pan, cut it up, put it in the bag, and then you freeze it. And that way, tomorrow when you come home from work, you just open it up, put it in your skillet, and voila, you don't have to cut anything up, you don't have to dirty any dishes, it's already prepped. And you can do that for five nights at a time. Make five bags, freeze them, and that way you've got five different dinners for the week. Um, that's an that's a easier way around it. Um, pasta is another big downfall. People, when they make pasta... They usually eat twice as much, maybe three, four times more than what they should. And there's a reason why they have a certain portion size for pasta. <laughs> portion control is everything. And if you don't know how much pasta you should be eating, or you don't know... Uh, how much rice you should be cooking, get online. Type it in on Google. I'm sure fucking Google could tell you what the proper portion size is for rice. I mean, um, make twice as many vegetables for a side dish. Don't just make a little bit of green beans. Make two cans of green beans. Don't just make, uh, don't just make a sixth or an eighth of the bag of frozen broccoli 
cook a fucking third of it. Um, I don't know. There's there's so many things that you can do, but the main thing is don't fucking slip up. Whatever you do, stick to it. Say you're gonna do something and stick to it. It's been very very hard. For me to even follow that rule. And eventually you're gonna get tired of it. You're gonna you're gonna be like, I've been telling myself for three months I'm gonna do this. You know, I've gotta fucking do it. And eventually you're gonna get fed up. And who knows, maybe you just might pull through and, and get through it. But um with working out. Don't just fucking do what you usually do and do 10 reps. Do 15. Try to push it to 15 reps. Or if you can't get 15 reps, just try to do one more rep every time. Just when you thought you couldn't do that one rep, you pull it off. So you do another fucking repetition. Now you've got two more reps that you didn't think that you could fucking do. It's all in your head. It really is. Everything that you do, every habit, every thing that you think about is in your fucking head. And it's a game, honestly. Your brain is playing a game with you. And if you're gonna let them if you're gonna let your brain lose or win, I guess you could say, and slip up and eat garbage, then you're really not using your brain at all. You're kind of just being hijacked. You're not really thinking for yourself. Subconsciously, you're not. And, um, like I said, everybody's different. Uh, and until you're actually ready, uh, until you're actually ready to make a commitment, you're not going to be ready to quit smoking, or you're not going to be ready to start eating better. You have to commit. And, um, you know, uh, if you sleep too long, for example, you sleep 12 hours a day, and you're really tired of sleeping the day away, you need to tell yourself, I'm going to get up I'm only going to sleep eight hours today, and you have to fucking get up. You know, your alarm's going to go off, and you're going to think, oh, I just need another 30 minutes, or oh, I just need another hour. No, you fucking get up now. That's your, that's your body telling you, well, we're going to do this. No, we're not. So... Um, you know, riding my bicycle in the freezing cold weather to get to work takes dedication, takes self-control, takes a strong individual to be able to say, I'm going to do this. I could just give up, toss in the towel, and quit. Or I could be a little bitch about it and call a cab every night to go to work. That would get rather expensive, but but I don't put my head down, I uh, 
take a deep breath and I say, we're going to fucking do this. We're going to get through it. No matter what, you know, we have to get through it. There's no other option. So, that's what you got to tell yourself, no matter what it is. There is no other fucking option. Um... Um, I don't, I don't really know how else to, what else to really say about, uh, self-control. Um, I'm sure I'll think about another point later, but, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna have self-control tonight to not eat that third sub. <laughs> I could eat all three of them, probably. I know I could eat two. But, <laughs> deep down, I know I don't need to. You know? Um. What else? What else? There's a lot of fucking DVDs that I want to spend my money on. Got I got fucking probably 75 things saved on Amazon that I just want to buy, you know, and I don't because I know that I shouldn't, you know, I, I, uh, I know better, and I might buy one thing here, one thing there, but that's like I was stating earlier with McDonald's, you might fucking slip up and get a couple McChickens, you know, that's fine. But don't get a couple McChickens and a large fry and a McFlurry and a quarter pounder. I mean, you gotta limit yourself. Um, now, I like raw cauliflower and raw broccoli. I like raw carrots with ranch dressing. Um, Cucumbers with salt on them. You know, those are all great substitutes for when you're in a snacky mood. Um, what else? What else? Do, 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 do. Um, you really can't have too much beef jerky or protein. Um, I mean, that would be a nice little healthy snack before bed, just some, some beef jerky, um, and that's rather expensive as well, but <clears throat> you can find bigger bags that are somewhat reasonable, and as long as you don't eat the whole fucking bag in a couple nights, you're fine. <laughs> um... But there's a difference between good fats and eating stuff with a whole bunch of sugar in it that turns to fat. Um, so I would say that eating some jerky or whatever before bed would be completely fine. But eating... Uh, couple peanut butter sandwiches and then drinking milk 
uh, right before you go to bed probably isn't ideal. Because you got to think that in the milk, there's sugar as well. In the peanut butter, there's sugar. I know a lot of people say, oh, well, there's protein in peanut butter. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of sugar, and it's processed. So, in the bread, if you're buying white bread, it's sugar. It doesn't break down in the body right. So, stop eating white bread. For all you people out there, start eating wheat. There's actually a, a brand of bread they sell at Walmart, and I think it's called... I think it's called Health Nut. I'm pretty sure. It's got a whole bunch of grains and shit in it. And, um, but if you just go down the bread aisle, <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to find it or something pretty close. Just stop buying white bread. Start drinking wine with dinner instead of drinking beer. I feel like wine doesn't have as much sugars in it as beer. It's healthy for your heart. Um, uh, what else? Um, oh, we're going to switch the subject now because... I don't really know what else to talk about when it comes to self-control or self-discipline. It's going to be really up to you, whether you fold or whether you stick to uh, a different routine. And it's going to take you some time to learn a different routine, and it's going to there's probably going to be a couple times where you fall back, and that's okay. But if you're not seeing any results you feel like you are eating okay and you're only getting like one or two cheat days then start working out more and start eating more proteins less fats and sugars more proteins and vegetables um, and start working out more if you went to the gym for an hour start spending an hour and a half start spending two hours um, and I know that a lot of times, especially nowadays, people don't have two hours or, you know, after the first hour they're pretty wore out and tired. Um, start eating before you go to the gym because you want to be able to burn that energy off. You want to eat like two hours before you go to the gym. That way you're not all bloated and shit trying to work out, but at the same time, You've got enough fuel for your body to use, so you're not dipping into your good uh, proteins and, and burning up that muscle. Um, but anyways, I wanted to switch the subject to um, Joe Biden. And <laughs> first of all, I think Joe Biden has really showed his true colors here lately. And it's a real disgrace to know that I voted for him. But it was either that or voting for Trump. So either way, I was fucked. We were all fucked. <laughs> Anywho, some of the stupid fucking decisions and some of the stupid policies that he's been coming up with lately is just asinine. It's just ignorant. Um, 
Now, this whole time that Biden's been uh, in office, he's put a stop to building the wall. And just yesterday or the day before, I seen an uh, article that he wants to continue building the wall again. After all this wasted time and thousands and thousands of immigrants have crossed, he wants to start building it again. Now, to me, it sounds like he wants to do it because he wants to ooh and ah all the Republicans so they'll vote for him this next election. Um, which isn't going to work, but... Um, I think he did it to mainly make himself look better, not because he should do it. But anyways, the more ignorant thing that I heard him say this week, Lord help us. (laughs) Lord, please save this country. Um, he said, and this is straight out of the horse's mouth. I'm not making this shit up. I'm not getting any fake news. You can get it from multiple sources. Um, I think maybe even the White House secretary probably fucking had a briefing on it. Uh, But, uh... Which, she's a joke, too. But, um... He said that he was banning travel from eight different African countries. Because of the new Omicron variant. Now, uh, long story short, this variant's been out in Africa for like at least the past month. Probably a little bit more, at least. Um, And... First of all, there are many, many different countries in Africa. So, to just ban eight countries out of the whole fucking continent is just stupid. Why not ban all the countries from Africa for the next six months? Hmm. And, and, don't you think it's coincidental? Um, if you watch videos, uh, I've got, I've got many reputable sources. And I've been watching videos straight out of China where they've had officials, police officers and soldiers and shit, they're going door to door. They're locking people in their houses. They're having another lockdown again. They're making people take these certain uh, brews of this, this concoction that's supposed to make them more immune or to prevent them from spreading it. Uh, And there was a big uproar about that because the people that were taking it were saying that it was poison. That it was really making them sick and it wasn't helping. uh, Anyways. Don't you think it's coincidental that China, you know, had that, the last major outbreak and then they were fine. And now this one just surfaced. Recently there was a new strain that just surfaced over in China again. Now, do you know why? And I didn't think about this until I put two and two together. But a little while back, I was doing research on uh, what China owns. Because China has been taking advantage of small countries for the longest time. 
by disguising it, disguising a agreement and saying, oh, it's for the, the Belts and Roads uh, Initiative. And long story short, uh, fuck, I just had a brain fart. <laughs> okay. So they come up with these agreements for these poor countries that don't have any roads, they don't have any internet. So they say, well, we'll give you X amount of dollars to fix your roads. But you have to pay us back double or triple. And if you can't pay it back, then we take it over. They went to Africa and in um, Mozambique, there's a port, there's a shipping port. Um, there's also an airport that they helped build over in Africa and they told him you owe us this amount of money and if you don't pay us we own the airport and we own the shipping ports so they they um, failed to pay him they defaulted and then China took over the shipping ports so China has been sending Chinese workers over to Africa to these shipping ports they've been coming in contact with people from Africa who have the virus and then they're going back from that shipping port back to China and giving it to their family, and their family's giving it to their friends, and that's how it's being spread. Um, but nobody fucking knows that China owns land over in Africa. And it's quite a shame, really, to allow people from Africa to still take flights over. Um... Because Africa's never going to get it under control. They're too poor of a country. They're too poor of a continent. Like I said, there's many different countries over there. And they're all poor. None of them have the proper health care. They don't have the proper water to give their people. They don't have the proper roadways to drive on. They're very undeveloped. Many, many, many different countries in Africa. So... To think that they're just going to come out of this with no vaccine, with no guidance or nothing is just crazy. It's not going to happen. It's going to spread like wildfire just like AIDS did in Africa. So, um, And Africa was condemning the rest of the world, especially Europe, um, because Europe was saying, and the UK was saying, that we're not going to give Africa any money. Because we don't have the money to give. We don't think we should be responsible for another country and foot the bill. And the United States said, well, we think that's completely wrong. And we think that they should have vaccines and whatnot. Well, who's going to fit the whole fucking bill? Who's going to pay for it? The UK and Europe says, well, we're not. We're not doing that. We've got people here that need vaccines still, that need health care and we're not going to give it away to Africa. So the United States is saying, well, we'll step in to save the day once again and pay with money that we don't have. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. We're not the fucking world police. We're not here to take care of the rest of the world when we can't even take care of the people that live here. We've got veterans who served our country who can't get the proper health care who are fucking homeless, who can't, who aren't eating, um, many, many, many different homeless veterans, 
got many, many, many different elderly people who aren't eating right, who aren't living right. And we're just going to go and give this money to another country. We've got many small businesses. We've got many people that have been without work who are still suffering. But we're just going to give it to another country instead of giving it to the people that actually need it. We, we need to start building desalinization plants across America along the coast, especially on the west coast, because you got places um, like the Hoover Dam um, that is drying up. Lake Mead in Nevada is drying up at an alarming rate. And they're saying here soon, after a little while, they're not going to be able to provide any more hydroelectricity through the dam. Which is in turn going to freak people out. They're going to move, they're going to sell their house, and nobody's going to want to buy a house around there because they can't get any electricity that's affordable. They can't get any drinking water. And the only solution is to build desalinization plants. Because all the farmers and shit are using way too much water. But, you know, nobody at the White House is worried about it right now. Until it's too fucking late. And then everybody wants to do something about it. So, we're worried about other countries, but we have many, many, many problems still in this country. So, and, um, it shows how much of a weak government that we have. Not just because of the idiotic comments that he's made, um, but for being a pushover to the rest of the world. China doesn't take us seriously. Russia doesn't take us seriously. Now, if it was me and I was the president, I'd send them a nice little firm message, especially with all those little Chinese fishing boats a little while back that were causing a nuisance to all the ships. I would have made a fucking example out of them. Give them a stern warning and say, if you don't vacate the area in 24 hours, we're going to use deadly force. Period. So, if you plan to stay after that, then that's your own demise. <laughs> Anywho, there are so many fucking problems going on in the world. And I'm just trying to take it one day at a time. Uh, it's a crazy world and I can't even imagine what's going to happen within the next five years let alone 30 anywho I'm at the 58 oh, 59 minute mark now and I was going to make another podcast tonight but I just don't think I have it in me it's almost 3 in the morning um, and I gotta have time to relax for myself so Anywho, I'll keep you posted tomorrow on how my wound is looking, if it's looking any better, looking any uglier. Um, who knows what else I'll talk about. So, if you want to listen to all the crazy things that's going on through my mind, or you want to hear the wisdom that pours out of my soul, <laughs> just keep it locked. You know, I make a podcast almost every day. You never know what it's going to be about. Um, so, see Jizzle and the Whizzle signing off. Till the next one. It was real. It was fun. But it hasn't been real fun. <laughs>